0: You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast
1: with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster D-Face. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, none other than the man himself who we are actually streaming on his channel right now for the first time ever, the Fortnite Podcast, but my man, my co-host, Mr. Monster D-Face. What's going on, buddy? How are you doing today? Doing great. Just like I said, had a nice long session. Feels good to uh,
0: again be back at it on the podcast as always. And yes, like I said, guys, we're we're live for the first time. So
1: yeah, well, it's kind goodies. of fun. Kind of fun. We're gonna we're gonna take some questions from the chat. Don't know how much of all this is gonna make it into this week's episode, but we're gonna try to do this more. We're gonna try to do more of these live for you guys. We know uh, we've heard we've heard the desire and the need for them, so we're gonna try to do them as much as we can. Uh, my schedule does not always you know allow this to happen but thankfully uh, it is today so so glad to be here with you guys so glad to be here with chat and twitch on monsters youtube all right on, on, well his youtube as well i'm sure but also uh his twitch thank you man so much for uh for having me here and uh and doing the show uh with your community they've been popping off today you guys have been going crazy
0: yeah man it's been a long day you know a little bit of Fortnite, a little bit of auto chess for any of you guys that are playing that. Oh, yeah. Killing it, loving those games. And, and blame Troy, by the way, or too loud. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Much of that game, because that man convinced me to try it out. And here we are. Yeah, Brian.
1: I knew, I knew you, lo- you, know, you used to have a, a major love for mobile games. I'm sure you have a, a love in your heart forever because of what they've done in your career. And you've kind of kicked off being a streamer because of mobile games. And when I, when, I, when I touched this one, I just knew, Monster, this has a special place in your heart. It has a special place in your heart just for you he wasn't wrong <laughs> well let's go ahead and jump into it guys thank you again so much for being here make sure you follow us on twitter at the fortnite podcast and if you want to subscribe support us a little bit you can over at patreon.com that's dot ncom slash fortnite podcast and you guys can uh can support us for as little as two dollars and ninety nine cents a month it helps us keep the lights on and keep doing this every week so thank you guys so much for the support uh, we're going to have some things coming out. I actually going to probably take some of this after we get done here with the show and do some after the show. So some of the people here on Twitch are going to get to enjoy some of our discussion. I'm guessing it's probably going to be a little bit about some of the games that we've been playing and, uh, you know, particularly auto chest uh, that we'll be having for the extra episode for all the Patreons. So if you're not in Twitch, uh, if you're not alive and here in the chat and you're not uh, a Patreon, you won't get to hear that episode, but Uh, We definitely will be be having those out. For all you Patreons out there, thank you so much for the support over the last month. And we're ramping up to to get all this kicked out to you guys, get all the thank yous out to you. Well, without further ado, let's jump into some discussion, Monster. Version 9.3 came out last week, the update. Uh, And the main thing out of all this was the drum shotgun uh, and the announcement of 14 Days of Summer. Um, For you, first off, let's jump in. Let's talk about this drum gun, where it fits in the meta and where it fits in your loadout. So let's start there. As, as far as comparing it to other shotguns, what is your initial take on it?
0: My initial take is when it first came out, it just seemed like, oh my gosh, what is this weapon? Uh, but, you know, being that we had it for a couple of weeks, right. I, I've been enjoying it. I mean, I think, I find it as, like, to be a really low-tier shotgun. Again, it's on par with the tactical in the sense that, uh, you get one, you don't really want it. Right. But... But for me, I go drum shotgun over tactical. So I think it's a small step in the right direction for having pretty decent shotgun because it has right. a place to shine and that's chest to chest. We're trying to hug up on somebody and smell their breath in a box, dude. Uh, because it will, it will melt through a player if you, if you hit your shots. But, you know, it, it's okay. It's, it's not crazy, which, which I'm happy with.
1: I mean, do you wish it was a little bit stronger so it could have... It seems like, it seems like that a lot of the pro players... Um, aren't too fond of the weapon, right? Like, it's not, it's not seeming to make it in their lineup uh, as far as uh, what, they, what they think is most important to take if, if they, you know, have the choice, of course. For you, if you're, if you're challenged with the choice, do you take it over anything?
0: If I have the choice, I'm s- going to take the drum shotgun over the tactical. That's just a personal preference thing. But other than that, no way. The pump shotgun is still... Better than that weapon, and then the combat is somewhat king of the loop pools still in the moment, and it's crazy to think that that would be the case. You know, who would who would have thunk it, huh? But Ah, that's the the that we have right now, and I mean, I think Epic recently has really shown that it's okay to add multiple powerful weapons into the loophole pool and give people that option. That's what I really love about having pump and combat right. in the pool because you find either all you're not upset. You're like, okay, I got a great weapon. And you go on.
1: So I, I got a question for you. Last week you said you even told Marksman the pump was coming back before it actually came back, believe it or not. I, I had a feeling. I, but tell me why. Like what why what
0: made you make that prediction? Well maybe make that prediction. So I went to this party, right? At party royale and uh, you know, <laughs> Drinks were exchanged, you know, I rubbed shoulders with the right people, maybe right. had some conversations, and maybe my, uh, you know, opinion was influenced a little okay. bit. Okay, all right.
1: <laughs> so you- no, but honestly, I just, it, it was, it was going to happen. So, did you, you think it is better? Do you think Fortnite is better with the pump in it?
0: I think Fortnite is much better when you have multiple great options to choose from weapon-wise. Okay. And just, like, a- across the loophole, period. The competitive loophole right now is pretty darn good. There's only a couple like things that I have a problem
1: with right now. But it's very good. The state of the loophole. Well, everybody in chat's gonna be going crazy if you don't tell us what a couple of those wrong things are. Okay, so for me
0: personally, um that proximity grenade launcher, I think that thing is terribly broken. It's low-key cheesy. It shoots at a fast fire rate. You can yeah. you can just break someone down with it. And it's only two shots, mind you, but the, the things you can do with it definitely choosing no one likes to go against it and i still think the heavy sniper man is in a weird place i just think it does too much body damage i'm okay with it being able to unlock any you know unlock the you know the key to any door right i'm okay with that but i'm really not too fond of the fact that if you have less than 150 health less than like what 156 um you're, you're like you're at the mercy of potentially being one shot and like these really good players don't miss
1: yeah, that's true. We, that's one thing we've definitely seen from the qualifiers is that they don't miss any opportunity they have. In fact, I think that's one of the most appealing things about Fortnite at a high pro level is that you get to see these shots made that you don't normally take yourself or you don't normally get to see yourself. And, and that's very impressive. When you, when you put the pump back in, do you think, though, that there's almost some conflict between this pump and, and, and the combat you know, hey, this is stronger than the other. Hey, you should take this because obviously the pump having the having the ability to, sh- to hit so hard. It, it, is that a is that a, a problem for pro players being able to weigh which one of those they want to take?
0: No, I think right now it comes down to play style. Uh, all in all, the math has already been done. There's documents out there. I can't really record who pulled up the numbers, the damage numbers, but the combat outshines the pump shotgun in every single category except for one category. And I think it's like the two or three tile range where the pump has the, it's maximum potential to one pump really at that case. Um, outside of that, if you have the greater shot, technically the combat outshines the pump nine out of 10 situations at longer ranges, you know, semi-close range, etc. cetera. Um, and the reason again being is that the, the range on the combat is very unique. And the damage uh, carries downrange. And this being like a build-shoot-build kind of game, combat shotgun is really great for that. So I don't think they have a hard time deciding. I think if you know you're the kind of player that plays box warrior, and you play for chest-to-chest, that pump shotgun just makes you feel comfortable to kind of bail you out. And if you're the kind of player that you're aggressive, you want to push everything, you want to dominate high ground, et cetera, or or you're a hard low ground peeker for those build battles, you're going to run combat in that situation.
1: So I, I still think combat is king do you think we're going to see any changes to the combat prior to the world cup finals?
0: Part of me thinks that the combat is very strong, clearly clearly dominant. Do I see a change happening? I could potentially see a magazine change happening or, um, maybe, you know, instead of two bullet reload, I I can see something being adjusted to kind of like slow the roll on it because it's very, very good. Right. Um, but I don't see anything major before the world cup. I think Epic has, Kind of stated and if they're true to their word they've stated that they don't want to alter the game too much in the sense that especially when you know the community is very happy with right. the way some of the interactions with the weapons are
1: so there's an article that came out from fortnite insider talking about update 9.3 um no fortnite server downtime is going to be have a possible airstrike items coming into the game uh i i, I and more so I'm curious from the feel from you, from other announcers and from people that play the game at the pro level. When you, we talk about all the items and the changes that come into Fortnite. And we, like we talked about shotgun, is there going to be any changes? Maybe mag change, something like that happening before the event. When you have items that come into the event, what is the number one thing that these players are going to have to really adapt? Or maybe the number one thing that we're going to see that's different about this level of play these high high profile players being able to go through these qualifiers they've had to go through how will they adapt to new items maybe that we see show up a week or two before different than how we saw it happen in the past do you think these are the players that have the most ability to adapt at any moment Mm,
0: i want to say yes and here's why there has been proof in the pudding this goes back to the event that we cast at wsoe yeah who was not invited, so he had to battle his way to the final stage, yep. literally recognized, hey, boombox is strong. Um, you know, We're, we're going to play this meta a certain way. And suddenly, Som comes out on top, even with a, a game changer of a patch day of. Day like, of, yeah. Day of, right? So he, he, he can adapt. He's a World Cup qualifier. There right. are World Cup qualifiers that have shown this. Um, other great players that attended that event uh, Cowboy and Herons did really great at that event. Uh, may have not have made it to, uh, to World Cup, but still clearly at the top yeah. of the food competitive uh, uh, point. And they pulled out like three victories out of the six games or something like that. Which yeah, is I think Psalms had two, two of them, didn't he? Psalms had two yeah. of those games. Very impressive. So the best of the best players clearly have that adaptability, which is something that you need in Fortnite. Um, because if you, if you don't in this ever-changing game, you're just going to sink. Uh, so you really have to learn how to swim in this game. Nah. I, th- I, think I think they've already proven that. These World Cup guys have a good grip of how the game works.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm most excited about. I'm really excited about seeing all these guys together. And I, I mean, I know you don't want it uh, from a casting perspective and probably a lot of fans don't want it, but I would love Listen, to man, see a crazy change cr- a week before. Or like- I have an integrity, y'all, to live up to. At <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think it would be crazy to see see an item release on Tuesday, you know, a new item in the game. And then you have the World Cup on Friday, right? Like, I, I just think that would be absolutely insane. So, I I, 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 <laughs> look, it always mixes up. You never know what's going to happen. It seems like we never know, right, straight from Epic, what exactly is going to happen. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that's so interesting. And, and we've talked about many times about how it keeps up. Uh, you know, this game and keep moving forward. We had, I mean, 14 days of summer. One of the things that came out of nowhere. I mean, we, we didn't know this was coming. They put together a summer event, 14 days of summer, pulling these things out. You know, I, I know for you being a content creator, these things are really fun for you because you get the opportunity to go back and look at some of these weapons, entertain with some of these weapons while you stream. But what has been so far, what's been uh, your most, you know, I, the most fun you've had, I guess, or the most entertaining uh, item to come back in over the 14 days of, of Fortnite, which we're not all the way through. I think today's what, technically the last day. Um, so w- what is it for you that you've enjoyed so much about for, uh, the, the, the 14 days of summer?
0: Today was actually my favorite day of the 14 days of summer. Suppressed AR. I didn't yeah. think I was going to miss it so much, but like my playstyle really suits just being that guy in the shadows pinking you <laughs> or you can't find me. Yeah, no, honestly, I dropped, um, I dropped an 18-kill game today.
1: Wow. And that felt really good. Was that solo or duo or what?
0: Uh, it was in a duo. Okay. As, as a duo, I think we had like well over 20-something kills, but I dropped 18. And a lot of it was just me initiating battle with the suppressed AR and them having right. a really hard time uh, boxing up in time and yep. me just destroying them, taking that advantage and, and sealing the deal.
1: Well, I, I know that's one of your favorite weapons already. When it first came out, you were a little worried it was going to be overpowered. Uh, and it's it's made its way definitely into the meta uh, throughout the uh, the last two, what, almost two years now, right? Uh, as we've enjoyed the game. But, uh, you know, I, I think what's so interesting is having these items come in and out of the game. And I'm talking to some people that didn't play Fortnite when some of these items were in the game. Um, and ha- allowing them to get their hands on it and see what the community likes right what do they remember it's this nostalgia factor right sometimes of you know i don't know if you've ever wanted to go like play mario on a regular nes before right but sometimes going back to the to the bones seems fun but it might not always be and that's why i was curious if you've if you've more than not really enjoyed the the, the being able to have these weapons come in is there any of these weapons that you wish made its way permanently back into the meta
0: well i definitely would love to see the suppressed ar come back um maybe even the bolt action sniper like that was another ooh, really ooh, just, just right. fun sniper it does good uh, like I can, I can easily say this though weapons that i did not have fun on uh the double barrel shotgun day that was trash uh lmg day was trash uh, you know, like dude some of these weapons was just cheese quad launcher day did not like quad launcher day. this clearly just weapons that i'm just like
1: dude yeah, yeah, keep those out of here. Okay, okay. Um, well, what, what about your little one? Has she, she been enjoying all these weapons coming into it? She's on vacation. So she actually, she's not here right now. I don't have the oh. kid
0: perspective
1: and kid insight just yet. Bro, all I can say is my son drove me crazy every day I was gone. Okay, every day, because first of all, he was afraid he was going to miss that new, uh, the new skin. Oh, my gosh. What was it with the... Uh, um, oh, my gosh. the Isn't
0: rain, The, the drift...
1: No. Oh, okay, okay, the recent ones. Yeah. Yeah. The one with the hat and oh my gosh, I the forget tarnest,
0: the rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he, he was all worried. So we finally, you know, he's watching every day on his phone, finally bought it on his phone, right? The glory of being able to crossplay. bought it on his phone. And then of course today he's like, dad, I have to get back. I got to finish my challenges. It's over. i like, I don't know when they're cutting the cutoff for the challenges, but he was definitely on top. That's what I was wondering for you. I bet you she was on top of it as well, enjoying them. But if she's off of vacation, she's, she's missing out. And she's probably going to be like, Dad, why did you do it for me when I was gone? I know. Guilty. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 100%. Uh, well, the last thing I want to talk about as far as heading into the World Cup uh, and some of the things that were coming up from this week was we already see the map moving. And we've talked a little bit about how weapons can impact pro scene and impact the meta and how you know sometimes again throw a game off we've seen it impact certain uh weeks uh where things you know were said about certain players making it only because drum gun was in or whatever it was but we also have the map changing right and that's the other the other thing that's continually going on i don't know if we're going to have a big change on the map by the time the world cup gets around um i'm not savvy enough to know if, if if they've remarked on that at all but we do see that the volcano seems to be turning into some type of robot uh what's your overall take on like how the map impacts us going into the finals
0: oh man map changes are huge man because part of me really believes that the fortnite world is extremely unbalanced when it comes down to pois right. and chest and material and just everything there are times when for example they put the block in and the block is just like Bro, how is this a place? Like, look at how many chests are here. Look at this loot. How, do, how did you not land there? Right. And other times, like, dude, what block is this? Like, this is just like a big piece of art and there's nothing here. Yeah. Um, so those, that those being are the st-
1: ones, those are the ones Red didn't make, by the way. The ones you are <laughs> like, hey, <look." laughs> yeah. Red makes the greatest blocks. He does. But no, so, so think about this, right? It's like
0: story first, yep. map balance second, right? We'll put it like that. If that leads into the World Cup, whoever like has a plan built around the, uh, the plant right now at the at the volcano. Right. If you are landing in there next to Sunny Steps, bro, it was a good spot for a while. But now that robot leg took all of the loot that was in the middle there. Yep. So suddenly, it's really not a great place to land. Your materials suck. You just can't do much with it. So, yes, I love the lore. N- no, I hope the map does not like get ruined. So uh- many. <laughs> it's hard to adjust. And and as a competitive player. Just because you don't land there doesn't mean the zone can't end there or you, you don't uh, have to go yeah. to that point at some point or another. So if you haven't been comfortable with the area, you're not going to know the places you can't build cones or walls or what you have to break or how you move through it, what windows are in what houses, and you're going to get punished for your lack of knowledge. So uh, map changes are huge, huge, huge. They play a big factor in uh, things that you cannot control, like later down the line.
1: So I don't know. No yeah. map change. No, I, no major I, I think that's a good point because that's a, that's something that like, I don't always think about as a more casual player, right? Is how is this going to affect somebody that drops here all the time, right? Who, however, you know, whether it's something pops up in the middle of the map or something's brand new, uh, I, I haven't really thought through how that affects at a pro level. Cause like you said, we've talked about before, like people claim these drop spots um, and if your drop spot that you claimed is no longer looting you the loot you need, you're kind of in a p- tough position, you know? So I, 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 I can't imagine what it goes through for somebody that has a rotation that maybe that was, I did see you land there the other day though. And the one thing that you were picking up a lot of was there's a ton and a, a, an absolute ton of materials. It seems like in that location, you think that's beneficial at all? Yeah. Like there, there's only, but see, but that's part of the catch, right?
0: Right. The, the area is not terrible, but there's only one spot with heavily condensed like mats. And those are the little pallets at the edge of the lip before you leave the volcano. Other than that, there's like no gear out like at the rest of the inner circle. And that's what I'm saying by the map altered to get to that point, because before you could like get stuff in between from here to there, but the way it is now suddenly it's different. So yes, you can master the landing and in, in, like one version of the map. But once it changes, you suddenly have to play a new type of landing. And um, so, how yeah, that, how
1: important is it for pro players or anybody that's trying cool. to increase their game to land in spots they're uncomfortable with, so they can learn them whenever they first come out? For instance, this robot, like you said, is building up. We don't know if game is going to be there. Is it smart to land there and start to learn that location? So, in case endgame does happen, like how much time should you be dedicated? Oh, I just see it. Oh, I've just played it a couple times. Or should you really learn these areas?
0: I think I think you should like really genuinely land a lot of places, play different places land at polar peak occasionally because you know if you didn't know the castle is no longer there big one right it's it's just different it just like got crushed off the side of the map so if you used to like that spot and all the gear that was there like it's literally no longer there yeah Yeah. it's absolutely uh, gone yeah like you have to land around the map and it's it's funny because even like shacks change in the game like little little side areas like wait since when was there a chest here um there's, there's just stuff all over the map so I like that about Fortnite from like a fun kind of casual play perspective. When you get a little bit deeper into it, it, it can be really hard to learn this map because it's always changing.
1: So uh, one thing that's always changing as well, are teams teams are continually changing players going from here to there. contracts going out. We've seen the slew of, you know, the, the little gif of, you know, people writing a contract on Twitter and it's, it's official right? and, and all this stuff they go through and it's an exciting time. Uh, when you join a team exciting for a player to be part of a team and organization but at the same time it's also rough when they have to leave or separate ways or something doesn't go as planned this past week we had some drama i don't know if you know much about this drama uh or where i'm leading this but e11 released blood this past week due to racial slurs and That's not their wording. Do not take it from me that that is their wording. All I saw was that he was released. I didn't see their statement of exactly why or if they made a statement of exactly what happened. I just saw that they said they released him due to to recent events. Um, I don't think they said he was guilty or anything like that. So don't take that from from my words. But what I do know is that it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong if you know more about this than I do, Monster, but another pro player, Basically came out and and put out some screenshots that Blood was saying a racial slur word, the N-word, better known, in some private chats and basically took him out. He's basically out of uh, E11. Like I said, he's not a a pro player for them anymore. Um, And, you know, it seems like he's really fighting to try to keep his name. He said he's not racist. Uh, Those slurs aren't real. Um, that I from the last news that I saw, like maybe even the screenshots were made up, perhaps I don't know exactly. But he has a uh, a girl for, or a baby that is mixed as well, um, that is from a black girl, um, from my understanding. And he is not racist; he particularly came out and said that. For you, when you look at this and you see these things go on inside the pro scene, number one, if it's something said in the past. How do you as a person uh, portray that? If it's something that's been maybe long gone, let's say in the distant future, not recent, but or, or past in the distant past, not in the recent past. For you, uh, number one, how, how do you treat those things if you knew that? Like if you were to put yourself in maybe the shoes of one of those pro players that saw that? Because uh, from my understanding, the person that reported him or let it out isn't the only person that saw it. And number two, talk about the importance of the image for a player and trying to avoid these type of situations.
0: Yeah, so I'll start with the second part of this. Um, image, branding, all this stuff. When you have something like this tarnish your reputation, it is very hard in this particular industry yeah. to overcome it, right? right? Get over that hurdle. Unless you're exceptionally large, and even, even then, like if you do something, especially, uh, you know, to these allegations something you know r- around racism right it's no one no one likes it. it it's it's looked down upon no one should be talking that way um and that's just that but to jump on the second part of this i feel like context matters yeah and certain you know things that people say can definitely just be screenshotted taken way out of context and then suddenly blown out of proportion so that is a thing Yep. In this situation, I don't really think anyone has a reason to type that word to any other person, um, and this is particularly between X and Isa. Yeah. I think is, um, you know, uh, Middle Eastern. So for him, someone to call someone an uh, uh, N word, he's he is fair of skin. So like that, that is just it. Just doesn't fly in any way, shape, or form. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't think anyone should be saying it. I think there's a lot of things that gamers, in particular, say that are that is very toxic. And just needs to be, you know, taken out of their vocabulary, period. Like kids think it's cool to call other, you know, people, let's just say the G word. And and I know I'm just going to say the G word because it's not that serious, but it is serious to someone, right? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's just something that people shouldn't be saying. And it's just a cool thing to do for a lot of kids, you know. So when you grow up and you become, you know, an adult and you don't, you know, see that you can hurt someone's feelings or when now you're in suddenly you're in the limelight. Right. You have all these eyes on you. You're still talking this way. dude. You're not being a professional. You're not being professional.
1: Yeah. It's I, like going to work. And then <laughs> honestly, from, think my, about it, like, from my understanding, some of this started from a video post of basically saying like, Hey, get off my back. Here's me using, right? Like it. it, it yeah. Yeah. Tell this, me if I'm this getting this all wrong. started
0: because no, no, no. It literally started because of a feud of, One player claiming, hey, listen, I'm not L2 spamming. I know how to aim my gun. And then here, look, makes a video. You know, just it's all (laughs) evil, right? Trying to prove something to the internet, to the world. Uh, That didn't need to be proven. That led to one step, which led to another step. And clearly, Uh, let's let's talk about this.
1: Did it not need to be proven that he wasn't L2 spamming? Like, does that not have some creditation at all? Listen, I think, I think a lot of people just care so much about their image and
0: their ego that they, they need to just do way more than you need to, to prove to anyone. Honestly, all that matters is what you think of yourself, period. Right? Like, who, what else do you have to prove to? Prove it to yourself and then move on from there as, as an adult, right? It's almost like saying, hey, look, everybody, I got mad money. You don't believe me? Bow, buy a new car. Now you're in debt. But hey, I was able to afford <laughs> yeah. that. You,
1: right? Like, your credit, why, why your you credit was able to afford it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like, I, told you I got a lot of credit. Look at that. Right? Yeah. Like,
0: that makes no sense to me. It's the same thing for like in this small, uh, you know, situation. Yeah, obviously, we're not talking about debt and stuff, but it's just that, that whole thing to like stroke your ego and prove something.
1: Why, why you got to prove something? So, someone that. So I want to say this. I, I think. I, I, I will say this because being in the industry as long as I have and talking to people, interviewing players... It's kids, man. Right? Um, there's, there's two things that I kind of grabbed from this whole ordeal that happened. Number one, the, the feud between console and PC is legit real. It's not going away. It will forever be around. And Epic changed the game because they allowed PC players to seamlessly play with, with console players across every console, which is better for gamers. Now, how gamers can ruin this essentially, right, in a way is if a, if a game developer says, I don't want to deal with this toxic community nonsense, we're going to separate players, which is what they've done for so long. Maybe not out of spite of that, but when it does come to managing a community, I will tell you, devs do talk about this type of thing. Number two, what I was going to say about it is, is that I, I think there is some of this, and get, don't, I'm not putting this on you, I'm not saying this is any any pc player i know particularly but i've been a console player my whole life um i also do play some pc games all right but most of my stuff's been around like strategy league starcraft that kind of thing but i will say when it comes to shooters i just feel more comfortable in sticks that's just me but there always has this has been this kind of shadowing cloud over the industry of oh the pc player's better right they're just a better gamer and i think I think definitely, right? We can all agree that PC has it has definitely requires more skill sometimes, but also the precision of a mouse and keyboard just outdoes everything else, right? At the end of the day, that's the thing that supersedes everything else. And it allows you to be more precise, quicker movements, everything else. But I think what happens is people like Issa, they think, Oh, you think I'm a worse player, that I couldn't do what you did if I didn't put the time in on a mouse and keyboard. I've just putting my time in on sticks. I want to prove to you that. It's hard what I'm doing on, on sticks. It's not as easy as you think it is of L2 spam. And I think that conversation has have created a lot of feuds within the Fortnite community because there's so many people are like, oh, dude, you're just good on console because you L2 spam. And it's like the console player is like, oh, you just think you're good because you're a mouse and keyboard. If I spent my time doing that is almost what the underlying saying is, I could do what you do. And I think there just needs to be this mutual respect for like, dude, you're sick on sticks. And I'm really good on mouse and keyboard. Let's just leave it at that. But there, there doesn't seem to be an appreciation for that. It seems like, and you tell me from you, but it seems like to me, like there is that, oh, I'm a Fortnite PC player. I'm definitely better than console players.
0: And you I, think, be- I think at one point, so, so here's the thing. I think at one point, some people, pros, whatever, genuinely thought at one point, yo, you're on console you you cannot we cannot take you serious here's why right and then that was a real thing and then at some other point they were like dude l2 spam is broken this is why you're doing it and these were serious points at some point which now have been disproven right because these guys have shown like hey i qualify for the world cup right. regardless of what you said i'm disgusting at this game here is why right but it's taken it so far that it's like a meme now and it's it's just it's just woven in, dude. And it's just a it meme is. at this. You get laser beam. It doesn't matter who shot you. Too stupid. <laughs> you, you just say he does. Yeah. You lose a wall. It doesn't matter where that guy's from. He's got better ping, right? It's just a. Th- it's like so stupid. It's it's a meme that has been. Just wove it in and it's not going to go anywhere because it's it's just what you said. It's like slang, dude. It's literally like a type of slang, bro. So at this point, it's gamer slang, dude. If you have good aim, you're L2 spamming and you're a cheater because you're on console. And it's not serious, but it's serious. Right. And uh, you take a wall from someone... You're not better. You just have better ping. Regardless, it doesn't matter how good you are. You can be the best player in the world. No, he just got better ping than me. That's why he took my wall. <laughs> it, yeah. It's so stupid that we've gotten to this point. But it's just a meme that has materialized and now is woven into our slang. Yeah. Um. So some some people some people just like I said have fragile egos, and I, I really think that they they just they take it serious, they take it to heart. It's like you're you're talking about them, and they yeah. don't like it.
1: Well, I, I mean, obviously. I want to make sure that it is portrayed because I, I'm, I'm, I'm by no means saying what anybody said, any type of racial slurs are okay because you were offended or not offended. I just want to make sure that's clear that we do not condone that at all. Um, you, you mentioned like getting into somebody's walls this past week, uh, and G GG and poach figured out like this little trick. Did you see this about editing, how to, no. how to take somebody's wall? Um, and it seems like this is something they decided to share that they didn't have to share, right? What is your take on, number one, why would you share something like this if you know it and it's an advantage to you as a pro player? And number two, what do you think about what they found? Well, why share it? Bro, it's all about the retweets and likes, baby. You, yeah, know, you it, know what it, kind it, of world we right, live
0: in? All right. Impressions. All right. Give me all the impressions. Matter of fact, I'm going to repost it myself and watch the bad <laughs> but uh <laughs> outside of that it it's it's there the mechanic of phasing through builds has already been discovered and now we're just like fine tweaking the old the unlimited amount of ways you can do it um I'm pretty sure there there are just so many more ways to do this but the mechanic itself has already been discovered it's been cracked into and now we're just like you know carving out as much as we can carve out so oh, yeah. you get down to the bottom you know what I mean oh yeah all the way you know, all the way to the bone. Um, so we're at that point. It's the same thing with like building. Like when someone shows this new weird build, it's, it's usually extremely excessive. Like, right. dude, do I have to really do all that? Right. Yeah, that works. but it's, it's not useful that much really. And it's at very small circumstances. It's the same thing with these, like a lot of these phase mechanics. Right. There's, there's a couple that are really good. Like the first ones that you learned about, like putting a ramp behind you, jump, face through the build. Like that's just mad efficient. It works every time. You know what it looks like? And and you fight for it. And now we're in this point to where like, oh no, dude, if you do like this way, you can do the same thing, but maybe you catch them on guard. But it's how many of those type of things off- will we
1: see when we've seen all these high profile players play against each other? I mean, is there even time to do something like poaching them said whenever you you're playing against somebody that can make these moves that these qualified players can make? You'd be surprised how fast these guys can edit
0: that to them. It's no nothing. It's the walk in the park, dude. It's just another move in the arsenal. It's like when you see Street Fighter players and they they mash a quick yeah, combo. Yeah. Like how do you press up, down, X, Y, B, that? <laughs> Hold up. It's just something that they got in their pocket ready at all times. Same thing for these, these, these edits. You can literally think of them as cheat codes. They just have a bunch of them. And when they find the new cheat code, they're going to memorize it and they are gonna go and then pull it out. And it's over.
1: No question. They are definitely uh, dropping it and pulling it out for sure. It's really crazy because uh, I mean, it's so incredible to see like, like you said, the little fine tuned things that the pro players can find to make, their game just a little bit better right it's like it's it's just fractions better every day for them uh and little bitty things like this an
0: actual really good one just while we're on the topic of phasing and stuff if you get a wall really weak you take your flint knock and you look down and you like blast through the wall the momentum of the flint knock pushes you through the phase build as you break open the wall and you cannot defend against it so listen there are some good ones out there. There's a lot of like trashy ones, like the one Tom and Emed came out with. I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of whack. Like no one wants to these. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it, it's kind of whack. But like the Flintlock one, <laughs> where right. that one? Like that one's cheese. You know what I mean? So there's good ones. There's yeah. a bunch of them. Like anything, there's gonna be a bunch of them. But there's always gonna be select few that are like really good. Uh, the Flintlock one's
1: really good. Well, there's definitely a lot of things, a lot of tips and tricks we have learned from you. And before we get out of here today, let's get one more tip and trick. Do we have tips? give me a key to being lost in a battle what do you do you're in a battle you're in a build battle you get lost you don't you don't know where he is you're, you're trying to gather yourself what are some keys some things you need to think of as a player in that moment when you box up and you're looking around
0: uh one of my first things i do quick like ammunition check slash like ammo check, like make sure all of your guns are loaded. Like, right. You've been in, you've been in, you've been in the war for a little bit. You get back, you finally find a moment of peace. You have to quickly evaluate how much loot do I have? Do I have enough walls to even continue a build battle? Do I have to defend right now? Can I defend right now? Do I have to retreat to my builds because I don't have mats, um, figure that out first. Then next up priority two: weapons, man pump. Is it loaded? SMG reload. That is your AR fully loaded. Do that. Um, and then, last but not least, for me, honestly, you got to just go through these <laughs> checklists. Resource, guns, storm. Now it's time to look at the map. Am I in the zone? Do I have to run from the zone? How much time do I have to fight? Then you have to say, do I have a loss threat? Can I beat the storm? Et cetera, et cetera. So check the storm. Uh, well, well, first, check your resource. Check your weapons. Check the storm. If all those things are good, and you think you're good, then you just chill. Play your audio cues. Find them again. Get into I like to box battle, so I'm always on
1: defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah so i it's funny uh lute said in here um in the chat he said turn on sound visualizer real quick this brings me to a point like (laughs) how many how many people play with sound like is this a thing pro players play with at all
0: here's why they don't they it actually tanks your frames as Ah. cool as even i like a lot of us will probably play with it because you know let's be honest Fortnite sound isn't very reliable in the current state. And I pray that by the end of the year, we get just like a really good place with at least the footsteps to track people. Um, but where it is right now, we struggle. All of us struggle, very, very, uh, I guess a lot, a lot of us struggle. Most of the time with trying to track people your sounds. The visual cues actually help. They show you if someone's like up or down. And and you know, it can be very helpful. But that when you lose all your frames and your game's like sluggish or lagging and you feel like you're, you know, playing with your heels against the wall. Right. They, they kind of so
1: that's why that's why the pros don't use it. Yeah, I was curious. We actually never brought that up and it's been something we've talked about offline before. And I, I didn't ever bring it up on the show because <laughs> but it's funny, he said, hurry and turn that on. Well, guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot for you on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean. Tell us what you like and what you dislike about the show. Send all your complaints directly to MonsterDFace at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you like and how we can make it better. Also, don't forget, go to slash Fortnite Podcast. Support us there for as little as $2.99 a month. Uh, you're helping my dreams come true, so thank you so much for that. Follow us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. Myself, Too TX, and MonsterDFace at MonsterDFace, M O N S T E R D F A C E. It's home where they can find you throughout the week. Yep, as always,
0: guys, at Monster D Face, preferably on YouTube, because my content is up 24 7. And all in all, I just want to say thank you, guys, man. We've been getting a lot of support on the, on the live stream tips. So appreciate you guys coming through, checking out the, the videos, and, and becoming an active listeners around these parts. Thank you,
1: guys. And I uh, can't wait to uh, be here next week. Guys, as always, and until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those Victory Royale.